You're tuning in to Growpoint Dumagedi Podcast, where it's all about relationships. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. You are currently listening to our series titled, Jesus on the Move. So happy nga makabalik o uh, preach din sa inyong atabangan with a clearer voice after a few weeks. So, tinood yun, no? Powerful yun ang tubig. So, tubig lang ito ako ato. Uh, wala kayo ni kung anong tambal kay Ginahan ko akong lawas may recover. Salamat di ay sa mga nagpray And I know nga napay uban nga gasunod sa umuang mga lakang. Okay? Nay uban nga mo higipang hilantan ka ron, mo higipang ubo ka ron. So, inyuhan na sad ng time. Okay? It's your time to have your golden voice. So, kami na po yung magpray para ninyo. Right, magpadayin tayo sa atong series sa uh, Gospel of Mark, ang title Jesus on the Move, and today nanata sa chapter 10, and we will cover verses 17 to 31 this morning. Let me begin by telling a story about a young man. Nagpuyo ni siya sa usakarural nga lugar in a farmer's um, area. And simple lagi kayo ang yang tinguha, na siya naibgan nga anak po doglaing farmer. Kanang gigupahan gijag maayo sa babae. So, nila siya nga, ganahan ko, nga mauyab na ko siya. So, nag, maisugon siya, ni, ni Addogid siya sa amahan, nangatubang siya. So, he went to the father, and he asked for the father's permission. Sir, pwede ba kong mauyab sa iyong anak? Gapat yung iyong anak ko, ganahan kay ko niya. Ilantaw ang amahan sa iya ha? Di man po siya, ingon nga, maldito'on, wala po siya ibisyo. responsable po siya ang pagkatao. Pero ganahang maniguro ang iyong papa. Sali niya, papa, ingan niya itong buhaton. At ito ka dito sa taliwa sa kuan, sa kanabitong pastulanan o mga uh, hayop. Kunya, ningon siya, I will open up ang cage sa kuang mga bulls. Mga toro. Three bulls ang kuang pagawson. Doi. Onya kung makadakop ka sa ikog sa maskin usara nila pwede na nimong pangasawa nang ako ang anak If you can catch one of the tails of the three bulls that I will release then you can marry my daughter Adivan in that kind of challenge Okay so ang yara usara gyud so one out of three So niya na siya okay sige sir ganahan man jud mo mo manguyab sa si imong anak I will take up the challenge. So, nagpatunga siya dito sa field. Iabri na ang kwan. Ang first nga tangkal sa turo. Paggawas pa sa turo. Mogot yung pinakabangis o gitsura ng turo ngayon. Nakita ang stibok niya kinabuhi. Yan na siya patay. Grabe mo na yung kaisog o gitsura ng kining turo ha. Sinin siya nga. Napo may duha. At ito na lang siguro ko sa duha. Ako sa nipalabiyon. So, nagpadaplin siya. Nilabay ang turo siya hang Uh, kilid. Nahadlok man siya. Wala lagi siya ni attempt na dak, hikapon ang uh, or dakpon ang tawagani ang ikog. Kaya nahadlok lagi siya. So maybe the next one would be a better option. So, nagpatunga siya balik. The second bull okay, came out. Lo and behold, it was the largest bull he has ever seen in his life. And it was like, oh no. Okay? Patay ko ani, daruhon ko ani, dasok yung ani, patay gugo. So he said, na pa mo ko one last chance. Nipadaplin na po siya sa pika side, nilabay na sa ng bull. 
Duha naka opportunities to catch the tail, yahang mamis. The third door opened. And, nakasmile siya. Oh, kani, dakog chance, kaya nga naman, niwang, gamay, ang turo nga nigawas. So in his heart, was like, this is my opportunity. So nagpatunga agin siya. Grabe kaya siya, mura siya ka nang nagdula o uh, American football ba nga, ready nagigaya siya nga mo-jump. So inigdagan yun sa turo, at the exact right time, he jumped to catch the tail. Ang problema, kay giputlan man niya ikog tong turo ha. Nilabay na ang tulo ka turo ha, agad siya ay nanakop. He missed the opportunity to grab a tail of a bull that would have allowed him to marry the farmer's daughter. He missed the chance to have what he has been longing for. And like him, the man in our story today from the Gospel of Mark, commonly known as the rich young ruler, missed his opportunity to have his deepest longing met and satisfied. To taste the love of God and experience His saving grace and receive eternal life. The very thing He desired so much. You know, in life, there are so many important questions. More important than what career I'm going to pursue, where am I going to live, where will I retire. You know, questions like, who am I? Who am I really? Why am I here? What is my purpose in living? When will, where will I go after I die? These are what sometimes we refer to as the ultimate questions of life. And everyone thinks about them. At one point, sa ato ang kinabuhi, kitang tanan dyan mo, agi kita nga makunaw na tapitaw, no, asa magigaw pa dulo ko, matay na ko. Kinsa magigit ko, unsa magigay, katuyuan sa ginoo sa ako ang kinabuhi. Ikapila na na naitabo sa ako, nga mapil ko, aka na mo, at tubitaw o namatyan. And mapahimanguan ko ba nga, dili kita makapanghambog, ngabi kay Batanon pata, mubo patag pangidaron, nga taas kita kinabuhi. Kay kapila na nitabo nga, napas ilahang 30s, kay gikuhaan na sa ginoo. And we're reminded of the brevity of life. And we, you know, these kind of questions will pop up in our minds. These questions go to the very heart of what it means to be human. They address our significance, our importance, and our eternal destiny. Think about this. Kaninga questions, they connect one with another. And how we answer one will affect how we answer the others. One day, one fine, very well-respected man of the community, he was rich, and he was a ruler, he was young, he came to Jesus. And he was interested especially an eternal destiny. He came to Jesus with this question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And in the process of answering the question, si Jesus Christ gihatag ng insight concerning what or who really matters most in life. Unsa mang yun o kinsa mang yun ang pinaka-importante sa atong kinabuhi. And what we decide now will determine where we will go later on. The questions connect with one another. In kidding a text sa Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 31, okay? 
will address the important question, who or what should have first place in my life? That's the question. Who should have first place in my life? Jesus demands, as we can read in Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, He demands that people will give Him first place in their lives above all else and above all others. But in real life, it takes God's grace and God's strength to really live according to how Jesus wants us to live. To make Him the very priority good sa ito ang matag-adlaw ng pagkinabuhi. And in this passage, here's the main idea. I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to give it to you right away. The main idea is this. Christian discipleship or following the Lord Jesus Christ, being His disciples, requires being saved by trusting in Christ completely and following Him confidently. Now that that. Sounds very simple, right? But it's a very profound statement. It's very interesting that prior to this encounter, Jesus was blessing the little children. And in that message, we learn that Jesus not only loves the little children, that they are of great value to Him. Jesus was using those little kids as an object lesson to teach us that in order to enter into the kingdom of God, humble faith okay, is required. Nakinanglan daw ta pariyatag bata nga humble and helpless. Nga wala tay confidence in ourselves. Kaya mga bata, wala pa man po sila ikapanghambog, no? Wala pa man sila achievements, wala pa sila mga contributions, wala pa sila nabuhat. And they're still dependent sa ilahang mga parents. But Jesus was using them to teach His listeners that for someone who desires to enter the kingdom of God, you have to be humble and you have to realize your helplessness in your own self. Thus, kung sa may may tabo, kung ikaw magpaubos ka o niya, makita ni mo nga dili ni mo kaya luwasan ni mo kagalingon, because that's what is necessary. God requires complete dependence on Jesus Christ for anyone who would want to enter the kingdom of God. Religion, in our previous messages in this, in this gospel, religion, religious traditions, rituals, however strict you follow them, will never give you a place in heaven. It will never give you salvation. It will never give you eternal life because eternal life is a gift from God. And minkang gift, wala naibaya, dili na nanimopod, servisyuan. In this passage, there is a contrast nga may tabo. Humana, bagurag yun, pakita ni Jesus nga, Kung ganaan ka masunod sa kingirian sa gino, kinang lang may sama ka sa usaka bata, usaka baby, nga makita ni mo ang yung helplessness and hopelessness yung kogalingon, and nagsalig lang din siya completely for others to take care of him. Humility, helplessness, and faith. Now, sa ato ang story karon exact opposite Kay Kining Tauhana, he's a very good man. 
He strives to be a very good man. He strives so hard to do good works. In fact, mo na to makitan sa tong story. He was very confident that he was good enough to go to heaven. Or is there anyone really good enough to go to heaven? And in this passage, food, we would learn that following Jesus, being his disciple, may involve, okay, and I say may involve, it's not all the time, and lain-lain tao, lain-lain food, okay? It may involve great personal cost, but it will be worth it in the end. God may require something precious, something important, para sa tuwa nga atong i-give up. Kay nahimo siyang idol, nahimo siyang hindrance sa atong relationship sa iya, sa atong pagsunod kaniya. Like Matthew, he needed to give up his profession of being a tax collector. Okay? Like Peter and James and John, they needed to give up their being fishermen and become fishers of men so that magamit sila sa ginoo silang pag pagka-disciple ng ato sa iya. But in the end, it is worth it. So let's ask a very simple question that will direct our message this morning. How can a person have eternal life and follow Christ? It sounds like a very simple question, but the answers are quite challenging. For a person to have eternal life and follow Christ, he must, number one, like the man in our story, ask the right person. So let's go to our story in verse 17. Now, as Jesus was going out on the road, there was one man who came running. And he knelt before Jesus and he asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Sakto no? Siya, sa iyahang pagkareliyoso. By the way, uh, let's get to know this man a little bit before tamapadayan. If you look at the account of Matthew in Matthew chapter 19, Matthew will tell us that this man was very rich. He had great possessions. Dato kay ni siyang tawhana. Okay? Daggan siyang mga katigayunan. Daggan siyang mga kabtangan. Daggan siyang mga gipanag-iya nga mga material things. He was a man of great possession. And then kumuadto ka sa account ni Luke in Luke 18, Luke tells us that he is a ruler. In other words, he was a leader. He was a man of influence. So not only was he a man of affluence, he was a man of influence. He was well respected in the community. In the society where he lived in, people looked up to him. People listened to him. He was a ruler. So he was rich, respected, and yet he was a very religious young man. Jesus Christ. I would I would imagine him to be a young pro, a young professional. The young professionals listen up. He's the type that many of us would view as someone who, we, who has it all together. Outwardly, he has it all together. I mean, he's rich, he's respected, he's religious, he's very kind to other people. And now in verse 20, when Jesus asked him about the commandments, you know, the commandments beginning in the fifth commandment to the tenth commandment, you shall not murder, you shall not, you know, commit adultery. Do not lie. Everything. He says, I have kept them all from my youth. Gisunod ako ng tanan. So at least, based iyang claim, kung tinood manggaling ang iyang gipanulti, 
we can picture him as a person who is morally upright and righteous. And based on what he said to Jesus, he has not murdered anyone. He has not stolen anything from others. He has never committed adultery, never lied. He has not cheated someone. And he has honored his parents since he was young. Ingana siya kabukutan. Ingana siya ka righteous. At least outwardly, ingana ang imong makita, ma-observe sa iya. But even this quote-unquote righteous man like him realized that there is no assurance of salvation in keeping the law. And rightly so. Because God did not give the commandments, the Ten Commandments uh, more specifically, so that people can obey and keep them and have eternal life, earn salvation. That was not God's purpose for giving the law. The law was given as a mirror to give us an accurate reflection sa ato ang pagkamakasasala. Kaya kung walay balaod, dili ta makakita sa ato ang pagkamakasasala. Kaya nga naman, wala man kayo ma-violate. So even if nagpatay ka, kung walay balaod, nga bawal ang upatay, mahalag mapatay ka, para ni mo okay lang, dili ka makakaton nga, ay sala din ang mapatay. Morning sa Romans chapter 3, verse 20, we are told that since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. We only realize that we're sinning because the law put was put in place by God. Kuha ninyo? Realize ginatay na violate, kaya na may balaod nyo gibutang. Okay? We realize in, a, in one sense that the line is crooked because there is a straight edge placed right beside it. Kuha ninyo? Kung wala pa'y balaod, dita kabalong ang makasasala dita. Dita kabalong ha, naaday po'y silot ang ato ang sala. And there will, be, there will never be an assurance by trying to be good and do good simply because that is not God's way. And even though this young man was doing all the good things, obeying the commandments as much as he can, the young man was still uncertain whether he had been good enough to have eternal Life And so when he heard about Jesus, and when he had the opportunity to come to him and ask him personally, he grabbed the chance, he took the chance, and he ran up to Christ, and he asked him, Master, good teacher, what should I do? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Maski kutsawa ni mo paningkamot, nga masunod ni mo ang mga kasuguan sa ginoko, mauna ang imong gituuan, nga makahatag ni mo kaluwasan, Dili gyud ka maabot sa punto nga makasiguro ka sa imong kaluwasan. Ngayon man magsige magapangutana. Daghan na ba kong nabuhat nga maayo, enough na ba to? Gawas pa na digig ka maabot sa punto nga makasiguro ka kay dili na may purpose sa Ginoo sa paghatag sa mga kasuguan. Ang iyang purpose sa paghatag sa balaod is so that kitang tao nga makasasala, makaamgota nga makasasala kita. Ingon pa si, si Paul in his letter to the Ephesians, the law was a schoolmaster leading us to Christ. He made us aware of our sinfulness. So, we looked at the man who approached Jesus. He was an achiever. He was, he was the kind of person who would you know, be willing to do anything and everything to achieve his goals. And here, he realized... 
I still don't know for sure if Nabakoy eternal life. He made it his goal. And he is willing to do anything and everything to achieve that goal, to have that assurance. So when he heard about Jesus as an achiever, as a man who is always on the go, pursuing his goals, he said, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I'm going to run to Jesus, kneel before him, grab his attention. Dramatic yung introduction, di ba no? Nidagan sa padunong ni Jesus, unya niluhudin siya ngatubangan. And then the very first words that came out of his mouth was almost flattering Christ. Good teacher. Ikaw, di ka makuha yung attention, anak. Kabukunoy, maglakaw, mulakaw ka. Kunya na yung mudagan pa doon ni mo. Kunya mulhod siya mga tubangan. Di ba, di ka makuha yung tuyuan eh. Dramatic ka yung entrance. Kaganaan git siyang masiguro niya nga. Makuha git niya ang attention ni Jesus Christ. He was an achiever. He's, he's always done things that way. He approached Christ. Perhaps, maybe, we can give him a positive construction. It was an expression of seriousness and sincerity and humility when he knelt before the Lord. But one thing for sure, he got his attention. He got his attention. Good teacher. So, if ganaan ang tao, masikinsan na ito, ganaan natin eternal life, ang mahimot ang follower ng Christ, number one, na ang magkay desire, ask the right person. Approach the right person. Kuno naaragod, kung ang iyang gi-approach si Peter, dili si Jesus, kanda naman, iwakli rin siyang Peter. Okay? Ang batasan ba sa mga disciples at this point, okay, being trained pa sila ni Jesus Christ, Basta ganing dilikuyog nila, para nila, wagit mo ilabot na mo. Kaya naman mo itong nai nag-cast out of demons, so niya dilik part sa ilahang grupo, gireport nila ni Jesus, Lord, naagoy yung sa katao dito ay, gagamit sa imong alam, nag-cast out po ng demons, but he's not part of us, he's not one of us. And Jesus had to rebuke them. Hey, if he's not part of us, but he's not against us, he's for us. So do not hinder him from doing ministry in my name. So that was the attitude of the others. So my gani kay yang approach ang tama gyud nga tawo si Jesus Christ gyud ang yang approach. You want to have eternal life, ask the right person. Do not ask the wrong person. And how can you ask Jesus Christ today? Wala man Jesus dere. He has left His Word for us. Right here. You ask God, Lord, how can I have eternal life? How can I receive eternal life? Jesus gave us His Word in order to be a guide to show us the way. What you'll realize in the teachings of Christ is that He is the way to eternal life. He is the Savior and there is no one else. Second thing we can learn from this encounter, if you want to have eternal life and be a follower of Christ, not only do you need to ask the right person, you need to ask the right question. Ask the right question. He says, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, 
If you look at that question, examine it very carefully, it reveals the mindset of the young man. Kumo lagi kay religious siya, okay, nga pagkatao, and sumaka sa yung gisulti sa verse 20, isang nga, iya ginang gipaningkamutan nga, sundon ang sugo sa ginoo. Okay, ang, ang Ten Commandments. Specifically, ang mga commandments concerning our attitude and ang ato ang pag-treat sa atong eksikatao. Si ang parents, okay? He has always honored his parents. He has never lied. He has never taken anything that belongs to other people. He has never, wala pa siya na-cheat nila ang tao. Okay? He never coveted somebody else's wife and somebody else's possessions. So he was a doer. He was a doer. That's the kind of man he was. Okay, ang yang unauna, Lord, what must I do? What must I do to inherit the eternal life? Because ang yang mindset, he was always a doer, a very religious man. He thinks that he has to do something to earn eternal life. And so he asked Jesus, what must I do? But a better question would be, kung nakai understanding, any understanding of all of the gospel, when you realize that salvation is not about what man does, it's not about what I do to reach heaven. No, that's not Christianity. The Bible declares, okay, and the Bible reveals that Christianity is not about me trying to reach heaven by my own effort. It's heaven. Coming down to reach out to us. Si Jesus may nanaog. Si Jesus may nibiya sa iyang himaya. Ang tinudaan na nga Christianity, dili nga ang ginugahulat dito, o niya hatagan tinig mga kalisdanan, okay? lisod-lisodon ta niya, hangtudyod nga maabot kaglangit. Because we will never reach heaven in our own effort. There is no such thing as stairway to heaven. No, you cannot find that in the Bible. You simply do not have the power to do it. We are all sinners and we all fall short of God's standard. We don't have the power to erase our sin that hinders us from entering heaven. Perfect heaven. Sinless heaven. Biblical Christianity, ang ginoo mo'y nanao. Ang ginoo mo'y nagpaubos. Siya mo'y nibiya siyang himaya. Unya, nagpakatawo siya. He took a form of a man like you and me. He took on human flesh and bones and blood that he might sacrifice his life for us. So a better question would be, how do I receive eternal life? Instead of asking, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Or in a sense, okay, we, can, we can consider that question. In fact, Jesus considered that question. He understood what he meant. Even though the Lord knew that eternal life is a gift, the Lord understood what he was asking. He wanted to be sure he had eternal life. And so Jesus replied to him. In verse 18, Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. 
you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and he said to him, One thing you lack. That's the standard of God. 99% acceptable, but sorry, you lack one thing. Yes, you get 9 out of 10, but the standard is 10. You lack one thing. As we look at the, you know, the story, not only do you need to approach the right person and ask the right question, you need to accept the right answer. And here's the answer of the Lord. He began with some inquiries. He says, why do you call me good? Why are you using that word? Okay. As if it doesn't mean anything. Because in Jewish culture, they use the word good to refer to God. They realize only God is really good. Only God is truly good. There's no one good. There's no one righteous. No, not one. Sa ilang paggamit nila sa word nga good, okay? Dili lang basta-basta. When you use the word good, okay? You have to really mean that you really believe that that person is good. Para ni Jesus, iyang girebuke ng tao. Okay? This is both a rebuke and a revelation. He says, why do you call me good? There's only one that's truly good. And that's God. So what he's saying is this. Okay? Number one, use the word good to refer to God. But since you've called me good, let me reveal myself. I am God. That's what Jesus was saying. I am God. Because I am good. And only God is good. So Christ was actually revealing His deity. It was actually a question and a statement of His deity. No one is good except God alone. And then He went on to, have a, to ask a question about His piety, about this man's being religious. He says, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he gave a very confident answer, teacher. All of that I have kept since I was a young little boy. Wow. You've never lied before. Okay. Really? You've never really dishonored your parents? He says, I've kept this with so kadbanisakovakabata. I have kept all of this. Confident answer. Okay? I have this, I have never dishonored my parents since I was young. Raise your hand. Salamat for being honest. Okay? We've all dishonored our parents, one way or another. I have never lied. Whoever raises his hand has told a lie already. All of us have lied. So, pero kini siya? Kini siya, no, I've never bear, I, I've never, I've never told any lie. I've never dishonored my parents. I've never looked onto a woman with lust in my heart. 
I've never committed adultery. So he was very confident. It was a, I say, young self-righteousness. And he simply wanted an assurance that he was good enough to have heaven. So if there's one thing that I need to do, let me know now. That was his attitude. Okay? He wanted to make sure he has done everything he needs to do to have eternal life. So Jesus looked at him. And here's what's moving. You know, God hates arrogance and pride. No? And can you imagine that encounter? This young man, siguro mamawar po ni Jesus, confidently telling Jesus Christ, all of those commandments, I have kept them faithfully since I was a young boy. And Jesus could look at him in the eye, okay, and could see his pride and arrogance and self-righteousness, and Jesus could have easily condemned him, Jesus could have easily rebuked him, but Jesus looked at him. Not only did Jesus look at him, Jesus loved him. He gave him a loving look in the eye. That to me is so moving. Okay? Come on, big one. Okay, but like, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to Bisag dili ka kaubuhon ba kamo kadungo ka kuno ako no butang gigi kung pagkatao wagi makalupig ako. Ya? But muna siya, but si Jesus Christ looked at him with love. He loved him enough to reveal to him even though Jesus would know this is going to be painful, this is going to sting a little bit. Okay? Jesus says Okay, granted you, have, granted you have kept all of those commandments concerning your attitude and the way you treat other people, including your parents and your neighbors. But what about your attitude towards God? Because the first four of the Ten Commandments are commandments concerning our attitude towards God. You realize that? The Ten Commandments... Do not have any other God. Do not worship any graven image. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Honor Him in the Sabbath day. Those, the first four commandments of the Ten Commandments are commandments concerning our attitude towards God. Our relationship towards God. The fifth to the tenth okay, is concerning our attitude and relationship towards other people. Honor your parents. Do not lie. Do not commit adultery. Okay? Do not cheat anybody. Do not you know, take somebody else's possessions and somebody else's wife. Okay, granted you've been good to other people, but what about your, your relationship and your attitude towards God? And Jesus had to look at him in the eye and says, you lack one thing, buddy. You self-confident, you self-righteous man, you lack one thing. And para sa usa ka tawo bitaw nga achiever, para sa usa ka tawo nga go 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 go, okay? Para sa usa ka tawo was always, you know, pursuing his goals like these young men. I mean, he was still young. But he has achieved a lot in life. He has earned the respect of the society. He was rich. Mura ni siya usa sa mga 
kanang successful kayo nga mga young professionals mga pwede nang retire at the age of 33. Ingana siya kamaayo. And to for Jesus to tell him, but you missed one thing, you lack one thing. Ah, oh, really? How did I miss that? Okay? Madahan na pa'y kulang unsa pa man. Jesus looked at him in the eye. And the word lack, by the way, there is the same word translated come short sa Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Diba sa Romans 3, 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The original Greek word translated come short is the same word translated lack in this passage. In other words, Jesus was saying, Yeah, you're so good, but you still fall short. He still lack one thing. This man was so good and righteous outwardly. He was a good moral man who fell short of God's standard for him to qualify for heaven with eternal life. And isn't it true? The wise man, Solomon, in his book, Ecclesiastes, in chapter 7, verse 20, he says, There is not a just man upon earth who, do, who does good and does not sin. Even good men sin. And even good men fall short of God's standard. And so God, in verse 21, Jesus Christ told him what he needed to do. You want to know what you need to do to inherit eternal life? You really want to do? You really want to know? Okay. Do you really want to know what you need to do to, to inherit eternal life? He looked at him in the eye with love and he says, Go your way, sell whatever you have. Whatever you have, sell them and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. First step. And then he says, come, follow me. Come, take up your cross and follow me. But he was right there. He had the opportunity. He had the chance. Ngayang longing to have that assurance. Ngayang siya eternal life. He's longing to have that assurance that he was on his way to heaven. He was right there. He met Jesus personally. Jesus looked at him in the eye. Gave him a loving look. And Jesus told him. Jesus gave him the right answer to his question. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Christ says, this is what you need to do. Go sell all of your possessions. And give it to the poor. In other words, let go of your riches. You know why? Because Jesus, with his omniscient eye, can look at him in the eye and can see that wealth and riches has taken the place of God in his life. Money was his idol. So okay, you've kept the fifth to the tenth commandment concerning your relationship with, with other people, but concerning your attitude towards God to, do, to obey the first commandment, to have no other gods except me, to worship no graven image, to honor me, you fail. Because you have 
taken your wealth and you have allowed it to take my place in your life. So the Lord gave him an invitation. Give up your idol. In this case, the idol was wealth and riches. The young man's wealth, as I've said, has taken God's place in his life. The Lord was saying, in effect, you've done what you could to be good to others by keeping the fifth to the tenth commandment. But careful, a careful look will reveal that you are guilty of not keeping the first to the fourth. And as we can read in James chapter 2 and verse 10, whoever keeps the entire law yet fails in one point is guilty of breaking it all. You're guilty of sinning against you. You're guilty of idolatry. You want to be perfect and meet my standard? Give up your idol. And then Jesus says, come, take up your cross and follow me. The Lord was inviting the young man to stop chasing after earthly wealth and riches. Instead, he invites him to come after the Lord. Instead of coming after money, come after me. It was an invitation to take Jesus as Savior and Jesus as Lord and leader whom he will follow and obey. It was an invitation to live for him and for his cause. As we have learned from our study, Jesus first invited people to follow him so he could spend time with them and teach them and then send them on a mission. And this was the invitation he has given to these young men. But it requires that like the first disciples who abandoned everything to follow Christ, the young man has to give up his riches, his love for it. Diba, remember, pagtawag niya sa mga disciples, they had to leave their fishing boats and their fishing nets to follow Christ. Some of them were required to leave their father. Some of them were required to live, to live behind, okay, their own families. Many times Jesus has repeated it to in, in, the, in his gospels. Whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves brother and sister more than me is not worthy of me. You cannot be my disciple. You cannot follow me unless you give me first place in your heart. That's discipleship. That's what, it, what Jesus demands for those who would be his followers. So approach the right person, ask the right question, okay? accept the right answer, but then you have to act in the right way. You have to make the right decision and choose wisely. Look at this man. Okay? In another version, I like it in another version. This is where I got my title. The Bible says in verse 22 that he was stunned at this demand. And he went away grieving because he had many possessions. He was stunned. Okay? He was sad at this word and he went away sorrowful for he had great wealth. He made a wrong choice. He made a mistake. He made a wrong decision that would cost him eternally. He chose remorse rather than repentance. So he exposed to Jesus against sin of idolatry for making an idol out of his wealth and his riches. But then, although he was saddened by the fact that he did not have eternal life, he was saddened by the fact that he, you know, he lacked one thing. 
pag-expose ni Jesus, instead nga mo repent siya, instead nga he would change his mind, that would lead a change of action. Wa niya gibiyaan ang iyang sala. Wala niya forsake ang iyang idol. In fact, in this story, the fact that he went away, he left Christ. Iyang ipakita, ngayagang ipili ang iyang kwarta o iyang katigayunan. Para niya, I would rather have riches than have Christ. I would rather have my life now, whatever I have now, than give it up for Christ. Now, if you remember in chapter 8, when Jesus began to, began to state his demands for discipleship, when Jesus began to teach his disciples what is required to follow him, Jesus says, whoever wants to follow me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever keeps his life will lose it. But whoever will lose his life will have it. This man chose to keep his life. And in the end, he lost it. Wow, eternal life. Nike post the other day. I think it was just yesterday. I don't know how true this is, but I'm just going to share it. He posted dito ang picture sa pinakadato daw nga tao sa Middle East. Kunyan ay picture dito sa isa ka tao nga nasusulod sa lungon nga nasa braided hair. Gagilak-gilak jod puro gold ang iyang necklace. Dagko kayo nga mga gold, nga mga sing-sing, mga porcelas, tanan-tanan, mga gold. Then gipakita po ang iyang bundles of money, ang iyang um Bugatti Bugatti nga gi, gi coated in gold kay ang yang yating nga coated in gold ang yang airplane nga coated in gold ambot unsa ni katinod but the, the point is this okay nga maskin unsa pa kakadato maski ikaw pa itagyas tanang bulawan sa tibok kalibutan ini kamatay nimo biyaan nimo nang tanan and this this man he chose his wealth nga dili niya madala ngadto sa sunod nga kinabuhi he made a wrong choice he chose the material and the temporal rather than the eternal one okay so gibiyaan niya si Jesus Christ he went away sorrowful and then going back to the story in verse 20 Jesus looked around and he said to his disciples how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God and the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who have trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were stunned by Jesus Christ's words also. So not only was the rich young ruler stunned by the words of Christ, the disciples were also stunned. They were shocked. They were amazed. They were astonished. It was common in their day to directly link having riches okay, as a sign of God's blessing and favor. So kung dato ka, sa ilang pa doon, materially blessed ka, people would look at you as having God's blessing upon you and having God's favor upon your life. So in their thinking, if a rich man who has God's blessing and favor will have a hard time entering the kingdom of God, how much more the poor people? Muna na silang una Jesus had to point out to them 
It is hard for those who trust in their riches to enter the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus was making his point crystal clear. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And some theologians have taken this to be or illustration lang. But I think the Lord Jesus Christ was making a point here. Jesus was actually saying okay, that it is more possible, I don't know what's going English, it's more possible for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than to go to heaven trusting in your riches instead of trusting in Christ. Jesus Mas naapakay chance nga mapalusot ni mo ng camel sa tanan with, with, with bumps and all. Okay? Mas naapakay chance nga makapasulod ng camel sa, you know, sa usaka dagom kaysa sa moato kaglangit nga wala kay Kristo. In other words, he was making his point crystal clear. You want to enter heaven? There's no other way but by trusting in Christ. Labina sa ilahang culture, I mean, I mean, in this in this culture, and even in our culture, nga dagan kayo mga tao gatuo nga salvation or going to heaven is by doing good works. If that's the thing, di ba makayinta medyo unfair gamay? Adidya agaw unfair kayo. Kaya nga naman, alkansitas mga dato. Because if going to heaven and eter- earning eternal life is by doing good works, the rich families will have more opportunities and greater opportunities to do good works. Right. Kaya naman sila'y kwarta. Naman sila'y kwarta, ikapanghatag o sinina, ikapanghatag o pagkaon, ikapanghatag o hinabang, kitang kubre, kita may siging tabangan. So sila rin makahimog good works, sila rin maluha, sila rin na eternal life. Mupunay naasuna-una sa mga disciples. If ang mga dato who has greater opportunities, more opportunities to do good works, and to show their good works, will have a hard time entering the kingdom of God. How much more the poor people? Wana, impyerno lang taan eh. Pobre pa ta din kalibutan, ato bagotas kalayo pa doon. Diba? But no, that is not God's standard. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? This man was a fool in the eyes of God. He chose the material and the temporal over the eternal one. Isn't it true that material things can build walls around rich people which make it, makes it hard for someone to witness to them? Ikaw madato, tagas na magparil. Okay? Di naman na kayo maato sa, di man na maatog superly, di man na maatog tambayanan sa mga pobre na mga dato. Okay? Nga kung madato ka, magawas ka, ato kag public places, na po kay daladala nga mga gwardiyaway makadool da yun, anak. So in that sense, it may, it, that also adds to the fact that it makes it hard for them to enter the kingdom of God because they could not receive the witness of the believers because their riches have created a wall that surrounds them. It becomes hard for them to hear the gospel, to understand what Christ has done, and to trust in Him as Savior. And so they were even more astonished. Then he says, who can be saved if that's the thing? 
And Jesus told these disciples, with men, it is impossible. But with God, it's not. Because nothing is impossible with God. Salvation is impossible through man's effort, but not with God. It is only possible God's way. God's way is this, repentance from sin and faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. So was Jesus teaching that the person needs to sell everything and become poor in order to enter heaven? No, He's not saying that. He's saying whatever is keeping you from Jesus, whatever is hindering you from coming to Christ, then you have to forsake that. For some people, it's riches. For others, it's relationship with someone. For others, it's career, goals. Whatever is keeping you from coming to Christ, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Turn away from it and come to Christ. Pagkadungog ni Peter, anak, in verse 28, wa kapagong si Peter. Nitindog si Peter, see, we've left everything to follow you. It was probably an attempt to make a contrast of this young man's decision, young gipili, young riches. But Peter was saying, but, but Lord, we're not like him. We chose to leave everything and we chose to follow you. And Jesus had to give him an assurance that if you are going to be a follower of Christ and if you abandon all for Christ, everyone and everything, okay, sama sa ni Peter, Christ assures them. He says, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. I have to emphasize that. And in the age to come, eternal life. You will be rewarded. And as believers, if we are going to be true followers of Christ, part of our reward is to be persecuted by the world around us. For my sake and for the gospel, a hundred times more in this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. Kabalubo mga persecutions can actually be a blessing to the believers. If tama ang imong response, and if you have a biblical conviction about who Christ is, and you have a deep commitment to follow Him because you understand that He is worth following, He is worth dying for, persecutions can strengthen your faith and can keep you close to God. It can keep you from compromising. So it is a blessing. Jesus is simply saying that following Him might be costly, but it will be rewarding in the end. It will be worth it all. And someone said this, when you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever you turn your back on, He will make it up to you in ways you could never imagine. And Jesus affirms that whatever you might lose or give up in this present age or life, for Jesus and the gospel, you will fail to receive a hundred times as much now this time and in the age to come, eternal life. And the things Jesus notes, okay, 
nga kinala na itong i-give up our precious things, homes and brothers and sisters or mother or father or children or lands. It costs to follow Christ. But we, may we have the heart of David. Ano si David, Lord, I'm not going to offer to you anything that will cost me nothing. I'm willing to pay the price. Kasi tanawin mo ang isulti ni Jesus, the blessings far outweigh the losses. In God's kingdom, the benefits and the blessings are simply too great to imagine. Many who are first will be last, and the last first. Warren Worsby said this as a comment on this verse. He says, many who are first will be last, and the last first is one of those sayings Jesus probably repeated on numerous occasions. In Christ's kingdom, there is a grand reversal of every earthly standard of position, rank, and importance. Sa, sa ginoo, no? Pirmi ko nang pinabaliktad na nan. If ganaan kang ikaw may pinakataas, piliang may mo kang pinakaubos. If you wanna have life, die to yourself. Paradoxes of the Christian life. God does not evaluate things in the same way we fallen humanity do. As citizens of His kingdom, His children should think more like Him than the world. Paminaw, insya to the general public, the rich young rulers stood first and the poor disciples stood last. But God saw things from the perspective of eternity and the first become last while the last become first. Those who are first in their own eyes will be last in God's eyes. But those who are last in their own eyes will be rewarded as first. What an encouragement for true disciples. Another theologian said as we close, the heart of the gospel is all about giving up power, pouring out resources, and serving. And the center of Christianity is always migrating away from power and wealth. You see, following Jesus may involve great personal cost, but it will be worth it all in the end. What is your decision? Christian discipleship requires being saved first by trusting in Christ completely and by following Him confidently. Can you say, Lord, I will follow you wherever you lead me. There's an old song as we close that comes to my mind and it challenges my heart. Many of you are familiar with this. When I think about this and when I think through the encounter of Jesus with the rich young ruler, the challenge is to sing that song from our heart. And a portion of that song says, I'd rather have Jesus than anything else that, that this world can offer. Riches, wealth, possession. I'd rather have Jesus. Can you sing that song? Or can you recite that with conviction in your heart? Willing na kumbiyaan tanan. Okay? Pareha ni Paul ba? You know, I considered everything as dung and rubbish that I may pursue my relationship with God.
So what's keeping you from coming to Christ today? What's keeping you from becoming his disciple? Think about it. And may God give you the grace and the strength and the ability to sever and separate yourself from whatever is keeping you from God. From whatever is, you know, hindering you from coming to Christ. Unsa man ang nakababag sa mga relasyon sa Whatever that may be, may you take a step of faith. Unsa may nakababag ni mo sa ang relasyon sa Ginoo? Ang imong negosyo, ang imong panginabuhi. Let go. Imong trabaho, I challenge you. Let go. Ngayon I believe that God will provide for you. But the question is, do you believe that He can provide for you in ways that you do not need to compromise your relationship with God? In ways that you do not need to lower your standard? In ways where you can take a stand for Christ? Do you, do you believe that? Do you believe He will provide for you? Do you believe He will take care of you? Do you believe that you do not have to live in compromise? You do not have to live in sin in order to enjoy life. God will provide for you. Is it a relationship with someone that you know is not God's will for your life? I challenge you. Let go of that relationship and trust God to give you the right person. Trust God to meet your deepest needs. May you take up that challenge. Okay? Choose Christ. Choose Jesus. Unsa may imong ibaylo ni Jesus? Unsa may imong ibaylo niya? That's the question. Let's bow our heads and let us pray. Oh dear Lord, we thank you for this story. We thank you for this encounter of the rich young ruler with Jesus Christ. Even though he's not a good example, but God, may we reflect on that and may you reveal to us where our heart really is. Lord, may you expose the idols of our hearts. What's keeping us from following you all the way. What's keeping us, oh God, from obeying you, from doing and pursuing your will for our lives. Lord, I pray as well that you would expose whatever is keeping some from trusting in Christ as their Savior. I ask you, Lord, that you would give us a breakthrough.